and welcome to the third episode of Gecko Weekly Nature. Sorry it's been a long time, but here it is after about four weeks. So here we go. So today I'm in the garden and I'm going to be telling you about the things that I see throughout the garden and things in the undergrowth and all sorts of things like that. But we're going to start by going into the greenhouse and we'll see what sort of plants are still growing because it's December now and I planted them in March slash April slash May. So there's loads of celery in here and my cuttings are still growing. And there's some onions and weeds, mostly weeds where the onions are. And there's a little bit of chard growing still because we haven't picked that because we've forgotten about it. And there's all sorts of my succulents in here that are still growing, but they're dormant for the winter because they're perennial. And out of the greenhouse, I could just see a starling sitting on the fence. It's about a couple of feet away. So it's quite amazing how the celery is still alive and because you can see it's lovely and red so it can be picked and it can be eaten. So as you can see down below with the podcast, there is some artwork or slash picture of the celery. Now we're going to go back outside and I think we'll have a look in the veg patch to see which is what's still growing. And unfortunately there's not a lot as my broccoli has died down because some of the, they're only biannuals, so they're only for this year. There is a plant of kale in here and the purple sprouting broccoli will will be going until about spring next year. And there is still a little bit of chard that needs to be picked so that we can eat that later. And there is a marigold in there. So now we're just going to walk over to the next greenhouse but actually before that I have some bulbs outside that I'm just going to have a little look none have sprouted I planted them two weeks ago and they're outside so I I'm not surprised so let's go into the next greenhouse and on the grass I can just see the the mud and the it's not grass anymore where the scaffolding's been so let's go into the greenhouse Oh, in here we have lots of winter lettuce. That's actually the only plants we have apart from some tiny weeds or some grass growing through all the pots of things, but I wouldn't count that as as growing in the greenhouse. So, yeah, there's not many weeds, which is quite unbelievable because weeds normally grow in the greenhouse. They love being in the greenhouse there. And there are none, um, really anything in our raspberry patch. There are just a few sticks that will be ready to grow next year. So now we'll just go to the front garden because we have another veg patch there. And we'll have a look what's still growing. Okay, let's have a look. So there are my garlic plants still growing and there are a few chard 
plants. There are no runner beans, but there is the support still up. And there is one swede plant. There's no cauliflowers, because we pick those in the summer. But I do have a rocks, a few rocks, um, that we got from Freshwater West in Pembrokeshire that I've forgotten about, so I'm going to bring to the front garden. And we found them, and we wrote on them, because Harry Potter was there when Dobby died in, in the Deathly Hallows part two, I know, part one. And we and there is a big sort of pile there that everyone has put things on, saying here lies Dobby a free elf. And we did that, but we took home our stone because we just photoed it. And I'm going to put it outside so I can see it from my bedroom window. Next, what I'm, got, what I'm going to do is I'm going to find a pot outside and I'm going to lift it up. I'm going to see what is underneath the plant. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to have, I'm going to use a big pot and it, my bulbs in. There is lots of mud and water, but there is a worm underneath which is quite surprising. It's unfortunately probably drowned in the water. There are no wood lice, which is quite unbelievable. Okay, so we'll do another pot. Oh, that's heavy. Okay, let's try, let's try my snapdragons. Oh, I did see something scuttle away. And there's also another worm underneath there. I don't know where the wood lice are. They're probably somewhere else or in a nest somewhere hibernating. Nope, nothing underneath there. But what I'm now going to do is I'm going to go in the undergrowth and I'm going to see the, all the different plants growing. So there's a nice fern over here that's growing and it's turning a little yellow and black because it's going to die back and come again next year. There's a berry plant over here that I don't know the name of, but it's still growing. There are a few grasses that are, what's it called, the word where it, evergreen. So that's an evergreen. There's lots of ivy on the fence. Gosh, ivy is annoying because it can get through your buildings. And there's some kale growing in the veg patch with some spinach and some salsify. It's kind of a salsify is kind of a carrot cross between a parsnip. And there are some onions that I think we might harvest next year. And oh, and there's some daffodils growing up on the undergrowth. And there's a big stone post next to the tiny holly tree that my dad cut down uh, last year. The strawberries have all died back as it's winter and they'll grow again next year. We've hacked back at all the things on our fence at the other side because we were thinking we're just gonna rip it all off because there's literally, there's loads of plants that like the sun there and there's the shade. So we're then going to plant some more plants there that like the 
shade instead of the sun. So we'll go to the garden centre next year and see if we can get some shady plants. Now my pansies are growing really well that I planted a few weeks ago. I got them from my local Wilco shop but and they were really bad and they weren't revived very well. But I'll tell you a trick of how to revive a plant. If they're in really bad condition, put them in a bucket of water and hold them there and you should see some bubbles. Now that's the sign that the plant is drinking. Now when those bubbles stop, take it out of the bucket of water and then just leave it somewhere. And then in a few days or slash a week, it should revive itself. And what I'm going to do is I'm now going to go into my playhouse where the snails like to nest. I'm going to count the number of snails. Okay. Can't see any for the moment, but we'll keep looking. No, it's just a little bit of fungus inside because it's my dad's gonna redo the roof because it's breaking a little. Now, if I open the door of the cupboard, oh, there's two snails. So, snail count equals two. That's quite surprising, really, because I was expecting... Oh, no, three. I was expecting 20 or so, because they, they love my playhouse. They love going there and just sitting there and just staying there. Because the birds can't get at them, I think. But snails don't have brains. They just slither around. Well, not slither, move around slowly, hoping that... Probably a bird won't get them. Or maybe not hoping, just because they don't have a brain. They don't really have feelings. So I'm now going to go over to our other flower bed. And I'm going to see what is dormant, what is growing. Okay, so let's come around. And there are these lovely yellow flowers. And I think they've been chopped back. Because they were growing and probably because they're... They've seeded everywhere, and then they'll have millions of the things, so then we won't have anything else. And the little tree, I don't know what it's called, is seeding, I think, now. See so if I can take a pod, I'll see if it's got seeds inside. Go. No, I think they're just the dead heads of, of the flowers. And now I'm just going to go back round to the front to see what plants there are in the veg patch because I, I only looked at the veg patch and not the flower bed. So there's still a snapdragon there and there's the tree is dormant. Ooh, and there's a marigold growing and a primrose actually. And it's and it hasn't died yet. It's still flowering lovely. So I'll put a picture on there for you. And then we have the tree, it's dormant. And then our bay tree, I think it's an evergreen because there's still lots of lovely lovely leaves on there. And then coming back to this fence here, there's a lovely holly tree. That might be an evergreen too because there's still lots of leaves on there got a couple of dormant trees 
because most trees aren't evergreen and they they usually sleep through the winter and then blossom in the spring and come back at the summer. The ginkgo tree has a bird feeder on it. I'm just going to check on that. Oh my word, the birds have eaten the, the seed inside there. So I'm going to take it into the garage and I shall feed it. Let's hope the door is unlocked, otherwise I'll have to go round. Okay, I'll have to go round. But that's a good thing, because I can look out for anything that might be interesting. There's some fern underneath the trees. It hasn't died back yet, but it soon will do. And there's another primrose there that's flowering. And what I'm going to do now, I'm going to take you up to all the bird feeders and I'll take them inside and I will put new seed in. Now you want to make sure that you have a, a good high bird feeder or hanger that you can put your bird feeders on or, you, or a tree would work if there's lots of little branches on there that you can hang them on but just away from squirrels and rats and cats too because if if the birds are too engrossed they could get caught by the cats so now I'm just going to go into the garage and I need to take the cat food down off the kind of basket thing because we've got a cat and that's where we keep our cat food so I've got four to fill with you guys so I'm going to take the wet food down and I'll take the fat balls down for the birds now what I'm going to do first actually is I'm going to get out of here a fat ball and I'm going to take it out and I'm going to put it on the little kind of bird table. Now the fat balls we find they're better on the table rather than in a feeder because in the feeder they can't really eat it quick enough and then it rots down but on here they can just peck at it and then they eat it in about a few days. So I'd say every few days if you can make sure you can replace that fat ball so that they have things to eat. I'm going to open the box and I'm going to get the little yogurt pot, empty pot that we usually use. I'm going to kneel down, I'm going to open the first bird feeder. I'm going to put it inside and I'm now scooping out the bird feed. We should really go to the garden centre because we don't have a lot of feed or seed anymore. We only have seed, we normally have all sorts of mealworms and all sorts of yummy things. So I'm going to take that out and close the lid and just put it to one side and I'll take it out in a minute. On to the second one. Okay. I'm filling it up. And the last cup full, here we go. And then this one's really hard to shut, so I'll do my best. Oh, I can't really shut it, 
So I'll ask someone else to chat it in a minute. On to our third one. I'll put it in and I shall scoop and I shall put it in the bird feeder. And to our last scoop and maybe one more for luck. Take it out and I'll shut it. And then our last one that's going to be for the front. Take it off. I'll put it in. Now having bird feeders is a really great way of getting birds into your garden because it's really nice to having birds in your garden. A, because it's really nice to watch them and B, because you're encouraging lots of wildlife into your garden and then those birds, they have a chance of survival because you're giving them lots of food rather than their worms because you need to make sure you do lots in winter because that's the time where all the worms have died and they can't have any worms left. So you need to make sure you give them lots and lots of food so that they can eat that instead of eating all the worms that they were promised in the summer. So I'm gonna hang two of the three up. I'm gonna go and put this one back round the front. So here we go. So I'm coming up to the bird feeder now. The squelchy mud from where the scaffolders have been and made a right old mess. I can hear lots of bird chirping. Oh, in the big tree in our clothes. I can see one, two, three, four, five. I think they're starlings. Because now, now is the time where you can see the murmurations of the starlings. So I've just put that there. And I hope that the birds shall eat it. So now I'm just stopping for a mint pie break. So we made the mince meat for our mince pies with the mincer and then we put it in our pastry bottom and then we put a pastry top over it, put some milk over the top, dusted it with caster sugar and then we put it in the oven to cook. And then when they come out, let them to cool and then we eat them and they're very yummy. So a very Merry Christmas to you all and a Happy New Year and I hope to see you in the next podcast sometime soon. Bye! Technical difficulties have occurred with the hosts of this podcast. Please do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you. Please hang up and try again.